From the Standing Stone Farm Studio right outside downtown Nashville, it's time for the most ridiculous sports podcast in the world. So sit back, relax, and listen as Bobby Butler and Brandon Bond crack open a cold one and talk all things hockey, pop culture, and complain about everyday situations. It's the Pucks Out Podcast on the Penalty Box Radio Network. Welcome into another episode of the Pucks Out Podcast. I'm Bobby. He's Brandon. Hey, you can find us in the three majors of social media at Pucks Out Pod. Now let's crack open this cold beer and let's get after it. Back to old reliable. Yeah. Uh, got, got us some tailgate lager in here. What's up, man? It's another day, man. Another day in rainy Nashville. Uh, stuck in traffic for a bit. How have you been, bud? Man, I've been great. Uh, got a little bit uh, of some some dental issues so i'm playing injured out here yeah. today um this is not practice you know <laughs> what i'm saying this this isn't practice uh you just sometimes you just gotta come We're in talking about practice man sometimes you just gotta come in injured you know so uh um but i'm out here man i'm having a having a good weekend went to a dope brewery this weekend like right down the road from my house tenfold brewing uh Super cool. We'll talk a little bit more about it later. Uh, but yeah, man, how about how about you? How how you been doing? Good, doing good, man. Didn't do much. Uh, you know, just kind of hung around the house this weekend. Uh, you know, looking forward to doing the show. And everyone, don't forget to check us out on What a Maneuver uh, to get all the apparel you need. Uh, check us out on Patreon to get behind the scenes content. And don't forget to go over to YouTube. And we're still doing the promotion uh, giveaway on Twitter. Head on over to our Twitter and our pinned tweet, and you can tell us who you think will win the Stanley Cup, and you'll be entered to win a $50 gift card to NHL Shop. But anyway, so let's move on into some news. Everything you need to know about what's happening on the ice. It's time for news from inside the boards. We've got a trade to talk about. Uh... How do you feel about the tra- like trades being available right after teams are eliminated from the playoffs this year? I mean, I feel like it's fine. I mean, yeah. you have to because the season's starting yeah. soon. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's fine. That's the advantage you have of not being in the playoffs. Yeah. You know, so, uh, I, I, you know, I don't know. It's more of like what I'm not a fan of is like all the trade rumors that yeah. are, you know, that maybe have some <clears throat> have some merit to them. Also may have zero whatsoever, and it may just be some dude that's like sitting there playing his NHL game, putting yeah. together potential trades. So, I mean, yeah, it's uh, but yeah, so we've got right. uh, a Pittsburgh and Toronto trade. The Penguins are getting Kasperi Kapanen, Jesper Lindgren, and Pontus Aberg. Man, he's just going everywhere, Pontus Aberg. He's you know, <laughs> he's traveling, yeah, he's a, he's a traveler. <laughs> uh, the Leafs are getting uh, the 2020 first round pick, which is the 15th overall. Uh, Evan Rodriguez, Philip Hollander, and David Warsawski. Um, who do you think won this? I th- I know who I is think this, won. Is this official? This is, is official. This it's been done. Okay. Uh, this to me, tough. it's clear cut. I mean, you know, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I would say it's hard for you to say that the Penguins didn't win, but uh, you, you don't know necessarily what that 15th pick may turn into. I mean, so, I think it's easy to long-term. see if the Leafs won that one, dude. Yeah, you think? I don't think Kasper Kapanen, I mean, two years ago, we thought he would be special. He hasn't turned out to be that special. Um, I mean, 
Yeah, and, and yeah, but and I the mean, biggest thing is they're unloading a crap ton of salary room, which they needed. Yeah, but I mean he's pretty youthful, right? Kapanen is twenty four. Yeah, I mean that's that's pretty young in the uh, in the NHL world, so we don't necessarily know what he's gonna be. And we we all know going and playing with Crosby and Malkin changes who you. I mean, he was a, he a was a fourth liner or a third liner. I don't think he's gonna be <clears throat> playing getting much time with uh, Crosby and Malkin. Ah, I mean, I would I would completely disagree with the way they they shuffle their lines and get guys playtime on different yeah. different areas. And I mean, I definitely people. think Pittsburgh wins it for like the next year um, because <clears throat> I think he only had like a year left on his contract. But I think long term, the Leafs win it. And then, you know, it. here's the thing, though. If Pittsburgh goes and wins a cup next year, then to them, they don't care if they win it long term because they want they just want to get one more cup out of. Uh, Crosby and Malkin. Yeah, I mean, Kavanaugh had 36 points this year, though. So, and that's, I mean, that's not uh, not not fantastic, but it's also not a full season, yeah. you know. So, I mean, that's not that's not bad. I don't know that I don't know that it's an outright uh, win for the Maple Leafs because, especially if, what if at that 15th pick they get there happening and it never turns into anything so i think the biggest thing is that they got a first rounder out of him they got a first rounder out of a guy that they truly like they weren't they were not seeing much usefulness now pittsburgh if pittsburgh sees useful you know just like with you know with kevin fiala and the preds preds weren't seeing the kevin fiala that that's happening you know currently that's not who the preds had just like you know the leafs didn't have a casper captain who might go on to you know be a 30 goal scorer next year yeah, for sure. Absolutely. I mean, it's, you know, when, when when picks are involved, it's really tough to always just immediately say this team won because yeah. you never know what that's going to turn into. Um, but I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's it's definitely yeah. a I but feel I, like it's a pretty balanced trade that there's not just an outright winner. Yeah. And I think it's really good for Leafs because they did. This is their so far. This is their first first round pick of that year. They didn't they they, they had zero first so to go from none to a 15th overall. For a guy that you weren't getting much use, I think that's really big for them. All right, so uh, from the Twitter sphere, uh, John Shannon, uh, who is an Emmy-winning uh, broadcaster from Toronto, uh, he reports that he there is he <clears throat> there was some word from NHL and the Players Association that they have had preliminary talks about next season. One proposal is to create four bubble cities and rotate all 31 teams in those venues in eight game increments. At present, there's no indication at all that the cities or if all the cities would be in Canada, but it makes the most sense that they would all be in Canada. Man, we're already hearing during the playoffs. Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. Thank you. You kidding me? Thank you. During the playoffs that this is already mentally weighing on these guys, and that's to win a Stanley Cup. I find it hard to see where... The players' union or players' association, I'm sorry, would be able to get the votes for this. That's, I mean, maybe they will, but like having to bubble up in four different Canadian cities. Yeah. So I think there are some details that is left out here that I've heard from other reporters that they would do, I guess, eight games in here with a day, with a day between each game or so, or maybe three days between each game. And then, go home for a week before going back to the next bubble, maybe home for two weeks. So 
what you're saying is completely defeating the purpose of having a bubble. You might as well just go to all the cities. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I, I don't know anymore, man. This is just, this seems so why ridiculous. Not just, my, my thing is, why not just, just wait it out and do a half a season? Yeah. Like they've done in lockout years and things like that. You know, I mean, that, that just more makes the sense. And it makes the most from sense. From a season ticket holder's point of view, I mean, they've already, the the money from the uh from the games that were missed from the this past regular season they held and are putting towards my account and I am currently paying for the upcoming season and they're just gonna be sitting in my account. So you're saying that if there's another season without fans that I'm still gonna be paying and that money I'm gonna have what th- whatever that is like fifty thousand dollars worth of tickets just in my account. That's I mean that's <laughs> that's told me uh, that's what I that was one of my snaps my sticks like, uh, a few weeks ago man this is this is absolutely robbery you and then, know and then what happens like my contract would be up at the end of next season oh they want me to renew for another year without any without having been to a game in two and a half years I you mean, know i mean it would just it, it, if they were just like you know what we're gonna put it on pause and on hold and we'll see where we're where we're at you know like that's i mean they're just yeah. they're just stealing people's money at this point yeah at you a time know? when people are out of work man well they're out of work too bobby <laughs> <laughs> uh no man that's well the uh, preds are that's uh that's just ridiculous to me i'm you know i i don't i don't know i don't i don't like it i mean we knew that as awesome as these playoffs have been we knew that there was going to be a cost to it, and it looks like we are we are seeing the cost potentially coming. So we'll see. I mean, no idea what's what's going to happen, really. But all right, so uh, Tom Reardon <clears throat> out as the Capitals coach in his two seasons. He had a .642 winning percentage, two division titles, and two first round exits. Uh, they should have paid Perry Trotz, huh? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you, I mean, looking at what the Islanders are doing right now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, without John Tavares, you know, yeah. I mean, look, that's what they needed. They needed to get John Tavares out of there. He was just <laughs> a, a distraction. They needed to bring in Barry Trotz. Man, the Islanders look great. They look really good. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, Maddie Barzell is looking like a superstar in this league. But I mean, just what they're doing with that that roster of you know and they're not no name players but what essentially it amounts up to a roster with no real superstar power you know on there yeah maddie barzell maybe but i mean he's just he's not been a i wouldn't say he's a superstar in this league he's I mean, an up-and-coming superstar what about anders, would you consider anders lee um, I would consider maybe I'm a star, maybe not superstar. Yeah, I would say I would say a lot of their players are great players and great for a team game, and especially a game that Barry Trotz likes to coach. Yeah, uh, but I wouldn't say that. You know what we Anders need to do Lee, is make like an actual grading scale. Like here's a the elites, here's the superstars, here's the stars. Yeah, and that way when we're talking about this, we can say, oh, Anders Lee, yeah, he, oh, he's that's a, you know, yeah. if you refer to Bobby and Brandon's <laughs> guide to yeah. the guide to the the players, yeah. <laughs> that way when NBC Sports can have our little graphic up there. And, yeah, uh, I mean, but I wouldn't say now look, just looking over, looking over his stats. I mean, I wouldn't say that he's a superstar by, by any stretch of, of what you would consider a superstar. I mean, 43 points this year, 
his highest points. I mean, I get, well, I'm looking at the wrong And I'm thing. just asking you. I'm yeah, not saying no, he is. No, no, I mean, and uh, now looking back at it, I mean, he's got a 60-point season, a couple 50-point seasons, but I mean. He might be a superstar on the team, yeah, but he might not be a superstar in the league. I, that's what I'm saying. There there are, like, I, I, let's refer to the NBA. I would say that Carmelo Anthony was a superstar in basketball. Maybe not now, but at at, at some point in his career, he was a superstar but he's not necessarily the guy you go to when you want to build a championship roster, right? Yeah. So, I mean, there's there's a difference in being. I mean, maybe a, I don't follow basketball. Being a being a great player and being a player that comes into his role. I mean, that's that's a that's a high um, that's a big difference. And I mean, yeah. the Islanders players are playing into their roles. They're they're doing the little things and that's how you win a championship is do the little things so i mean they're getting good play out of their great players they're getting bad play or they're bad play they're getting they're getting adequate play out of players they need i mean varlamov is killing it in net i mean it's it's tough to i mean we've known this for forever barry trotz is a championship caliber coach yeah that can coach up guys and get them to do what what he needs them to do to win. I truly believe that in any sport, if a coach wins a championship, you pay him what he wants the next season. Yeah. Well, and I, I mean, <laughs> if a coach wins a championship, he's a championship caliber coach. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, and especially when it's you, not as though it's not as though that I mean, the Capitals have been great for a long time when it comes to regular season and and goal scoring throughout the regular season. But I mean, it was pretty evident that they weren't a championship caliber team without the coaching. A guy comes in and coaches your team to a championship. And because it's not the style of hockey you want to play, you go out and get another coach. That doesn't make any sense. He got he got guys, a superstar roster that have a lot of individual superstars and got them to play into Barry Trotz's system. A role. You have a role within this team, and there are there are very few coaches that make a massive impact on a team. And I think Barry Trotz is one of those yeah. coaches. You know, I mean, uh, I mean, these guys are professionals, coach or no coach. They're going to go out and they're going to, for lack of a better word, ball. I guess puck. Yeah. <laughs> I guess puck in this instance. They'll puck out. Um, but there are coaches that can get you to buy in to. Yeah their style and he i mean he's able to do it and it's and it's been evident he did it with what was arguably not great predator rosters overall but everybody had a role he went and won a cup in in washington something that uh team that had two president cups in a row and then a first round exit right after that won a cup and then Oh, we're just not gonna, we're just not gonna pay you. And then the Islanders losing the what 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 it seems to have been the most sought after free agent in recent history from every team, and able to take them to a very competitive playoff yeah. and a tough playoff to get through, tougher than than most, and is giving. A lot of people's Stanley Cup favorites not only a run for their money, but yeah, they look an ass whooping. They look 
better than, yeah. than the And this Flyers isn't like, right a, oh, they got some lucky bounces and they beat the Flyers. They are wiping the floor no, with the dude, Flyers right that now. that Andy Green goal was dude, nasty. Yeah. That was nasty. His first goal in a decade, by the way. His first that playoff was, goal in a decade. That was nasty, dude. It yeah. went through like 46 people. It like did a left turn at the bubble. It went <laughs> it, it went to Edmonton and it came back and, yeah. then, it, and then it scored. It was that was just uh that was just sick, dude. Yeah. That was that was sick. So but all right. So uh well, let's talk Mark Andre Fleury and uh his agent. Uh for those of you that don't know his uh agent <laughs> whose name escapes me right now uh posted something ridiculous. It's pretty much a picture of uh the flower with a Big ass broadsword through him with DeBoer's name on it, and he's because he's upset that Leonard's I guess got the starting job. Uh, the fl- uh, Flower told him uh, soon after to take it down, and I think that after the uh, after the playoffs is that they'll address it. What I've what I've heard, and now again, this is just you know rumor mill, and yeah, Alan Alan Walsh is the guy's name. From what I've I've read is, I mean, he's a lot of guy like like a lot of big agents are. He's a lot of guys agents yeah from what i've heard he doesn't post anything without running it by the client first and so i think that he had his agent post it as a you know as a this is my buffer yeah but i mean i mean that's that's a little that's a little hardcore for an agent to just post you know what i'm saying and i like i like i like flurry I think yeah. he's a great guy. But one thing we know about for the French and French Canadians, when it comes to revolting, they're not subtle. No, no, no that's listen, what I'm saying. The French may be subtle when it comes to war, but when it comes to revolting, they're like straight up like, oh, here's a guillotine, man. Here's a broadsword. For those of you that are not in the know, it is basically like a, you know, it's a picture of it's like almost like a painting. Yeah. Almost. It's like a cartoon painting type of thing of flurry like falling forward out of the net with like a very large, like mountain esque sized yeah. sword stabbed through him because Robin Leonard is the, uh, is, has been named the starting goaltender. I mean, it would be different if Leonard hasn't, I mean, he's lost he what, had a one, shutout. Well, he's lost like what one game since he's become a <laughs> golden, like a Vegas yeah. golden knight. Like, we have seen Flurry. He's had great stretches with the with with the Knights, uh, but he's also had long stretches of very poor play with the with the Golden Knights as well. I mean, it's a it was a. I, I really hope because Mark Andre Flurry has always been one of the more likable people he's in the league. Very likable. I would be surprised, dude. Like, could you imagine? Like, I'm just have, like you. We no one could ever imagine Pekka doing something like that yeah. with use. Yes, absolutely. But that's where the that's where my thought process is of the the agent doing it is always that buffer, so we can sit here and say, well, he didn't do it. An agent is like a is a representation of you. Anything that agent says is words from your mouth, and I obviously understand the complexities of that is not the case, but. For all intents and purposes, when you sign an agent, they are your mouth. And so if he was really that upset about it and didn't want it to happen, don't you fire that guy? I mean, it's not like there's a lack of agents out there that would be able to. Yeah, uh, you know what I'm saying? I, I don't I don't know their complexities of the contract. Yeah, I, I don't I know ma- the complexities <clears throat> of the fact that he's in a bubble right now. 
Sure. And he might need, I mean, I believe well, that. Well, he probably has a cell phone, though. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but yeah. it might be the kind of thing of like, hey, you're fired. But like, it's, they don't, they don't want distractions. So they're just going to, they're, they're just going to deal with it after the playoffs. Yeah, maybe. And, and I mean, I'm not saying that if any I'm of DeBoer, this that's is. What I'm, I'm going to the team like, hey, we don't have time for this shit. Uh, but it's well, what just, does it matter? He's already benched. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, at this point, there, there. I hear what you're saying, but if you're, yeah, that's, if it's you're the Mark NHL, Andre, he's benched until he's. It, it takes one game for him to be back in as a starter. If you're Mark Andre Fleury, then there is that is your that's your name. We're sitting here. We're talking about it right now. Are we yeah. talking about it? If he fires his agent after, probably not. We may mention it, but we're not having a full discussion about it. I. Uh, I find that to be to be not as believable that he didn't have anything to do with it. And I like I look like I said, I thought it was funny. I thought it was I thought it was good. But uh but if if Mark Andre Fleury's been in this league a long time, if he doesn't have some sort of clause in his contract that he can opt out if uh if there is some some tweet or some public statement, if he came out and said Mark Andre Fleury hates DeBoer. Are you telling me that Fleury doesn't have a, have an opportunity to back out of that that contract with yeah. that agent and say, "Oh no, that's not my stance. That's not what I. That's not how I how I view it." And now, you know, we're just speculating. It's yeah. just no. I mean, I'm looking up to see if there's any new information. Not really. I. I mean, I, I hope we get more information once they're eliminated or after the Stanley Cup. Um. But so NBC has removed Mike Milbury from the playoffs, and it boom, is boom, so boom, nice. Boom, boom, boom. Uh, Dude, Milbury is trash. Yeah, we're not going to get into what you know, took you so long. Yeah, that, exactly. <laughs> uh, you know, we uh, much like the other guy that we refuse to say his name on here. I, hopefully, this will be the last time we ever talk about Milbury. Rarmy Jonick. Oh, well, him too, but also uh, Sean Derry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so actually, speaking of that, of the, of the person we won't speak about, uh, my mom was recently on a trip and talking with someone who is a fan of, of, of Capitals. He's Lifetime. And, you know, I guess he was like, my mom was like, hey, you should listen to my son's podcast. She's like, oh, well, before I do, what's his thoughts on that guy? Sean Derry. Yeah. And I let me see if I can. He's not. He's not. Look, we, he's not he who must not be named. He's not Voldemort. OK, like. <laughs> Like, he's just an idiot. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I had to text her what my opinions were so that he would listen. I think he would have listened anyway, but he just wanted to know what well, kind, what side of the argument we laid on. Well, so, and I spoke for both of us in this instant, but okay. mainly just me. Uh, he's well, hold on, hold on. You're allowed to speak for me if you gained us a listener. Yes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I mean, that's that's the thing. If I find the out, question is, oh, are we about to lose some listeners? But. Well, we'll see. We always, hey, yeah. well, that that's always a possibility. Yeah. But we want to lose it on our own merit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so there is language in this. Be aware. Uh, he's a piece of shit bigot who should never step near ice rink again. He's dangerous to the sport and should have his name removed from all awards. Or so. switch to Chandari. <laughs> <laughs> that would be dope to me. Yeah. Uh, that would be awesome. So gained a listener. All right. Yeah. Heck, heck yeah. Uh, What's his name? Let's shout him out real quick. Yeah. His name is Rick Higdon. Uh, so shout out Rick Higdon. So. Shout out Rick. You know, yeah. you're my boy, dude. You're my yeah. boy. Yeah. Preds loan Ellie Tolvanen to Jokerit. Uh, all right. I mean, I wish he would. Well, he doesn't need more time on a European size ice rink, I feel like. But. Uh, I, I totally agree with that. I pulled that in here because we've been having, I, I think off air, we've been having long discussions on uh, on on Tolvanen. 
And obviously, because we have so much packed in, because ho- hockey's actually happening, I definitely want to have a discussion on it. Because, I mean, we both have pretty good points and, you know, we see each other's point of view on it. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think that that's the biggest problem is he's not not used to NHL ice because it's different. It's a different style of game. So I hope it, you know, I hope it gets him ready. He's still a young guy. So, but. Can we talk about how dope Jokerit's sweaters are, though, bro? Yes. They're the and dopest. I, they Me are, too. In my I opinion, they one. are like the second dopest in the world. I, I want one. Behind the uh, New, the Newfoundland team. I've tried to find one. Our jersey site, DHgate, doesn't have them. The KHL, you have to like... You have to like buy it like in Russian rubles and like, look, man, I'm not trying... Not, not that I necessarily would... You know, recently, but like, I don't want to be put on any list of buying things from Russia. (laughs) So, uh, yeah. So, well, that's, you know, obviously we hope for the the best. We hope that this is a a good thing. I think he'll be back for training camp and everything like that. So it's no, no big deal. I did not know hockey was like the, uh, like soccer though. I didn't know we could loan. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a, uh, that's cool. Now, what do you do in a situation where he goes over there and plays and gets like massively hurt? You know, uh, I mean, I that's a, the same thing that would happen in like premier league. Right. Like, I don't know however they deal with it. Yeah. I don't know how they deal with it either, but like it's a known commodity of the loan system and you know, are they paying us money or what? Yeah. Like also uh, just so you know, they, it wouldn't be Russian money. It'd be Finland, Finnish money. No, but it's KHL. Yeah, but I think you're buying it. it there's, I would assume they're shipping it from like the Joker at Team Store. You gotta Finland. be, you gotta be careful with the finish, dude. <laughs> <laughs> now that you know what's happening inside the boards, time for the rest of the headlines with news from outside the boards. All right, the Indy 500 has a winner. I saw four laps of it. And nice. I learned a good bit. Learned what the R meant. Uh, yeah. Rookie. It's the <laughs> same thing it means in literally every sport ever. Bobby. So I was watching it and the three people who I saw who had it were all out of the race. So I was like, maybe it means like out of the race. <laughs> R- racing not. <laughs> yeah. And then finally I figured it out. But uh, yeah, I mean, it was fun. No, no, you asked me. I told you I figured it out. Yeah, well, don't don't undersell me. I I asked you, and then right at the same time as you were like texting me, I was on Reddit reading it. Yeah, but but I guessed immediately because the R is a pretty easy thing to guess, Bobby. So you know, well, I didn't really think racing had rookies. To be honest, I thought all these guys have been doing it since like they were sixteen. What do you think the people that are in there for the first race are, Bobby? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, rookies in the NFL. You know, they've played football before, Bobby. I don't. I don't know how racing oh, I works, thought man. They've been racing in the IndyCar since they were sixteen. Yeah, you, mm, I Bobby. thought it was like a promotion you, thing. Like you keep winning races until you're at the. You top are of- you are so lucky that we have two tables in between us now <laughs> because I almost hit you. <laughs> I mean, it was fun. I think I was rooting for a Peta Award just because cool name, cool looking car. Dude. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's the dopest thing about IndyCar is I have z- like really zero clue who any of them are. Uh, Scott, Scott Dixon, I think he's a Tennessee boy. So what's the difference between IndyCar and F1? Um, they're spelled, they're spelled faster. They're spelled differently. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> I have, look, I have no idea. I, all right. So I tried, I tried finding, uh, oh, I, I really, before you. Explain to us the difference of, you know, because we have so many racing fans that listen. <laughs> I said Scott Dixon 
was a Tennessee boy. I was just, you know, guessing in my mind. He is not. He's from Australia, but, oh. but Joseph Newgarden is the uh, is a Tennessee boy, Nashville born and raised. So okay. I would say that this podcast is a Joseph Newgarden podcast, right? Sure. You know, I mean. Or pay to award. I mean, <clears throat> we are willing to die on this hill now. We, you know, and Trevor Bain, he's also from Knoxville, but I would say Nashville is our is our our sweet spot. I mean, we we pledge some loyalty for the XFL. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're Washington fans in the XFL, so I feel like we have to have an IndyCar driver. Okay. Okay. So, Joseph Newgarden, you're in, buddy. And Pedro Award, you're in. All right. (laughs) You're in. Okay. So, now, explain to us the difference uh, from Formula One and IndyCar. Oh, I can't. Uh, It's very complicated. So, if someone can actually, like, in, like, three bullet points, tell us the main differences, I mean, there's a lot of, like... Oh, this engine uses MJQ and this one uses MJH. Well, uh, I got, I, you know, I got a, I got a buddy of mine that is like a huge, he's huge into Indy cars who I bought the tickets from to go to the Indy 500. Uh, uh, not this year, obviously, but last year he, uh, he does a, he does a Indy car blog and is gets, gets yep. uh press, gets press credentials and all that stuff. Maybe we'll have him on uh, George Phillips over at Oil Oil Pressure Blog. So go check it out. Uh, he always has some interesting. Yeah, when in interesting doubt, stuff. go to Reddit. Found, went to, just typed in just typed Type in the word in. Reddit after, and F one is on a track, usually like a road track. Okay. Uh, IndyCar road is on track. an oval. Okay, uh, so a little yeah. bit more boring. No. Uh, F ones are lighter and much more horsepower. So just like F one took IndyCar, was like, how can we make it more badass? Yeah. And yeah. just like, dude, Indy cars, dude, those things. No, it looked, it, yeah, it looked fun, dude. It looked, yeah. looked like a good time. Like, I enjoy some NASCAR, but dude, Indy car is, they are freaking fast, dude. They yeah. are so fast. All, All right, right. So, so uh, three ACC teams. No, I was just oh. going to say, let's move out of uh, racing. <laughs> uh, so, three ACC teams, schools, uh, Notre Dame, North Carolina, and NC State have sent students home. On straight up paused uh, years or in person in person classes due to COVID, and they're definitely gonna refund these kids their money, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that's, uh, yeah, there was a whole actually like re- like I believe there's gonna be multiple investigations into colleges yeah, because because they got them in for a few days. Well, and- I think it's stemming from the University of Alabama. So the University of Alabama uh, has closed all bars in Tuscaloosa. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I guess the, the the school didn't close all the bars. <laughs> the, the city closed all the bars. But for all <laughs> intents and purposes, the school shut it down. Yeah. You know, Nick Saban yeah. said bars are closed. My boys are not going to bars, but, uh, and they will. So, and they were like spending like the school and like the city was like, oh, these fre- these college like sell- college kids are selfish, and it's like they doing an interview with like the uh, the student body president. He was like, well, honestly, they sent out a poll to all the students through their email. They got a large number of things back, and they were asking questions like. Would you wear a mask in class? Like 30% of the kids said, not only will they, do they not want to wear a mask in class? They will refuse to wear a mask in class. So did they also, did they also say that they would also refuse to wear shoes and shirts? That's my (laughs) biggest thing is we've already deemed that, you know, requiring certain levels of clothing is, is acceptable. You know, so that's, yeah, that's crazy. So me, he was like, but no, the they school are from Alabama. Yeah. <laughs> and it's weird that the day after the last day to drop when you can no longer get your tuition money back is when they start sending kids home. Mm-hmm. You know, not the first couple days. Right. Yeah. Well, you got to you got to make sure you lock them in. So, yeah. And so, yeah, and I'm, they're going to have the NCAA investigate. <laughs> 
Bruce Pearl just got a show cause. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I think that, um, you know, with seeing the pictures of how kids are acting in Tuscaloosa um, and in Knoxville, they've already tracked three uh, clumps of COVID. And like, I think there are like seven to eight or maybe even 14 uh, football players who are in quarantine. Man, it's just they just can't keep it under control. I don't see how they could feasibly have a football season and not, you know, kill off 30 percent of their players. Oh, yeah. I mean, like we said, it's football time in Tennessee, (laughs) baby. You know, I'm telling you, this is the one area, dude. College football ain't no joke to a lot of people. And like, you know, there's there was that argument going on. Like you want to, you know, kill your grandmother for the economy or whatever. You know, and that's a that's a heated debate type of deal. Grandmother's choosing to die for college (laughs) football, baby. You know what I'm saying? Maybe not. Maybe not Vanderbilt grandmothers, but, you know, grandmothers in Tuscaloosa. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, (laughs) no problem. No problem. Not even not even an option. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, let's see. So uh, MLB postpones another game due to positive code of a test. I believe it was Joe Kelly got another eight games for that. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I never would thought that we'd be sitting here and saying that uh, Gary Bettman was just killing it still. I mean, NHL still just (laughs) no, I mean, yeah, I mean, but, you know, obviously it's a it's a lot easier when you're not traveling to 30 cities. If we're if if the NHL was going to even with just playoff teams, if they were going to 24 different cities, we would be talking about the same thing. No question. So MLB should have done a bubble. Yeah, but I mean, you know, it's baseball, Greg. <laughs> I mean, they're not. Yeah, that's. I mean, you that's do, hard. you do three innings, and that's it. Well, I mean, you know, or at when, least you install a mercy rule when games are. You know, when games are literally not timed and can be as long as you know, four upwards of four and a half hours. It would be hard to bubble up in that yeah. in that situation. I mean. Like I said, it's baseball, Greg. You know, they should have. They should. They there should be more. You know, safeguards in yeah. place. They've had the longest to to deal with this yeah. from, from anybody. Yeah. They also just had the option of not doing it like that. Yeah. <laughs> Would anybody have even noticed? <laughs> no, <laughs> they just uh, they just draw out of a hat. Who plays in the World Series? Obviously, the Astros. Yeah, <laughs> because uh, you know uh, Rob Manfred. It's like I mean, I would have just done a rematch from last year. To be honest, just, no. Let you know what. Let's Dodgers Astros it. <laughs> we'll really we'll get a champion. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, uh, NFL teams, uh, NFL tells teams they have positive tests, but they won't release them to teams who are positive or from what teams. And this was as of the 23rd. And teams are now saying that they are false positives. Lots of misinformation the NFL doing around. And it's uh no, now teams are saying, oh, yeah, they were definitely false positives. They were all in from one thing. But honestly, like this what? is, you know, a little sneak preview of my yeah. snaps, my stick. Obviously, we'll talk a little bit more about it. But are does anybody trust the NFL doctors? <laughs> you know, I mean, is this like, yeah, like, dude, it's we're talking about, you know, all sports are inherently greedy you know that's just the nature of it you got 30 30 billionaires generally sometimes teams are owned with groups or whatever but generally 30 billionaires that when you're a billionaire you know we go out and we buy 
luxury items such as a computer or a tablet. Billionaires go out and buy sports teams. And so this is their, you know, like they don't care. They, you know, and so the NFL is the worst of them. Yeah. And I mean, this is a league that if a player like went on a murdering spree, he would still get less games than if he just signed a football in the end zone and threw it to somebody. Depends on how he's doing that year. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean. Yeah, it's absolutely absurd. Like you can get you can literally get more games suspended for smoking. I mean, Josh, Josh Gordon has been suspended entire seasons before for what is arguably a health issue and not a personal like it doesn't really hurt anybody but him and hurts his teammates and stuff. But Ben Roethlisberger got six games for sexual assault (laughs) Uh, and Josh Gordon for a couple positive drug tests had to miss an entire season. (laughs) So that's what we're talking about now. So yeah, I mean the NFL is, I I am very, because they're going to play. There ain't no question to me. This isn't uh, well, will they or won't they type of situation. This is a how many people will die situation. They're going to play football. No question. This is, I mean, it's going to be a real social experiment. (laughs) But, uh, you know, we're we're in the midst of seeing something not great, obviously, because people getting sick and dying is bad. But it will be interesting to watch on the sidelines. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Let's see. Ravens release Earl Thomas for personal conduct that has adversely affected the team. Titans need a fullback. We got someone who knows how to hit. There we go. Yeah. Well, you didn't even say why he got. Oh. He punched a teammate. Yeah. Chuck Clark. Never even heard of that guy. Uh, but it seems like in your next comment that you have in the little comment board over uh, on the side, team trying to get out of paying him remaining $10 million. <laughs> yeah. And now we find out why. <laughs> why he. Uh, because, I mean, that's a pretty common occurrence that training camps and you know like dude fights yeah. fights generally happen dude you're yeah. you're out there in the heat <clears throat> and like literally your sports job is to you're doing well if you hit somebody and knock them out and so like tempers flare and you're you're there all day so i am uh i, I was like wow that's crazy earl thomas is great 10 million dollars okay okay yeah. uh, makes a little more sense makes a little more sense hey Come play for the Titans, bro. Well, while I was watching Undisputed, it looks like Dallas. They, he might go to Dallas. Oh, no. so yeah, yeah. I mean, Jerry Jones is cool with it. Yeah, that's that sounds about <laughs> right. I think that more players on the Cowboys team have been charged with domestic violence than haven't. <laughs> so I'm sure that is a stat that I can find. Uh, yeah, well, obviously that's not the case, Bobby. With 52 players, I don't think that 26 players have been charged. But like, there's definitely a few. Like, and they'll give you another. They'll give you another shot. No question. Um. So yeah. So I mean, fantasy's coming up. We're we're getting ready for draft. It's it's gonna be wild, dude. It doesn't even feel real like that. We're at the we're almost at September, dude. Yeah. We are almost at September. This is episode 32 for us. 32 weeks we've been doing this. Did you imagine when we sat down and did episode 0.5 that we would be here? No, that dude. we would have, I mean, we got into the podcast game at the yeah. right time, dude. Yeah. 
do you think that we're going to tell our kids about about quarantine like we're freaking will smith from i am legend dude <laughs> i am i'm i'm I, it's not gonna be well, considering uh, that will smith like didn't survive to tell his kids then no well there was no kids then you know like <laughs> i mean obviously that what but i'm gonna tell stories like that like yeah we had to go to the video store and you know obviously there's no video we're not going to the video <laughs> store but you know other places we had to go walk we had to walk uphill both ways you know we have some playoffs to talk about Bobby. playoffs 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 don't talk about playoffs you kidding me <laughs> all right so uh let's we're gonna review the first round um let's pull up our brackets which from <laughs> wrong that's all I got to say. Um, I don't think I'm actually doing too bad, but that because we are both in direct conflict of our fantasy teams, I think that you I'm I am getting not only just stomped, but like I'm getting stomped with like no <laughs> even real hope in the fantasy. So I am uh but I'm actually doing oh I'm not not great obviously but nope not doing great at all <laughs> not doing great at all just uh, just relooked at it so yeah that's not uh, yeah well I am getting stomped in the playoff bracket challenge yeah, my playoff total- bracket I'm getting stomped too bro. yeah well my total possible point no you're winning dude I'm winning yeah but uh, possible but, points bro I have I have. I li- I'm winning because you guys suck worse than me. <laughs> I have three teams left. <laughs> uh, I, luckily, my two Stanley Cup champions are still available. But yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, I've got. What's the score in our our playoff bracket? Um, so let's see. The score is. Uh, we want to talk about total points currently or total possible points. Uh, yeah, whichever. I mean, uh, so total, so total points. I'm in second place, which is not going to last. I have 43, Davies in first with 59, and you are in third with 33. However, when we look at total possible points, and I believe that is if we were to get everything right from here on out, mm-hmm. I have 168 possible points. Davey has 284. You have 308. So if you are right from here on out, you're you're going to – I mean – Yeah, do, I don't think you guys – you have your Stanley Cup champions. That's where my I possible have, points I have are one, coming from. Because I, I, I had Colorado versus Carolina. I have Colorado playing Philly. So, I mean <laughs> – not looking good for me. The only other team I have is the Lightning. And so that's not looking good for me either. Yeah, I, so my conference finals were Vegas versus Colorado and Philly versus Carolina. So Vegas might help me out a little Vegas, bit. Vegas, yeah, that's a good call. But all right, so let's go through the uh, the playoff results from the first round. Uh, the Knights beat the uh, Blackhawks in five. Avalanche beat the Yotes in five. Stars beat the Flames in six. Canucks beat the Blues in six. So, hey, I mean, you know, that's feeling nice. Listen, watching watching the absolute failure of Jordan Bennington put a smile on my face. That makes up for my fantasy players. And that was perfect with me. Yeah. Uh, the Flyers are the Flyers beat the Canadians in six. The Canadians gave them a, a series, bro. Yeah, dude, uh, that is a team that. Uh, so it's really unfortunate. Um, and we're gonna. I think we're gonna talk. We want to go through. We can talk a little bit about them. Uh, and but the Lightning beat the Blue Jackets in five. Well, technically they won five games to the Blue Jackets one yeah. because of the uh, game game one five OT. Uh, and the Islanders beat the Caps in five. Can't believe the Caps pulled one out. And the Bruins beat the Canes in five. So 
Do we want to talk specifically about any? Yeah, um, the only thing I really want to talk about is the fires of Canadians, and that is what was it? Yes. Matt Hiskinen, the the uh, the bull, absolute Miskinen. bullshit uh, suspension. One game for at the minimum, he should have been suspended the rest of the series. That's at the absolute minimum. Yeah, remember when Philip Forsberg got got six games for a hit on the puck to Jimmy Jimmy VC. <laughs> Yeah, that was one game, dude. He like put that thing into dude's mouth right on the board. Not only was it a cross check, but it was boarding. It was not to mention this is the second time. This is the second time he's broken someone's jaw with that move, which means he knows that move. That was an intentional uh, play to break his jaw. It was a cross check. It was boarding. It was uh, it was assault in you know multiple states. It was attempted murder in a couple. You know, <laughs> I mean, it was that that was ridiculous. And dude, the Canadians gave them all that all that it was worth. Man, they looked really good, and I think they're going to be a dangerous team with Claude Julian at the helm. For years to come. I mean, they have some good youth and nobody expected them to get this far. And there would have been nobody surprised if the Flyers swept them or if the Penguins swept them, you know. And so they looked really good. Uh, Talk about a team that and we've talked about this. The Stars just turning it on when they want to. Dude, yeah. Just turn. I believe the first four games of the playoffs, they had six goals. And the three after that, they had like 24 goals. Yeah, so that is ridiculous. And now up two games to nothing on the Avalanche. Is that yeah. correct? Yeah, and not looking, not looking like there's going to be any stopping them. Now the thing with the Avalanche. Now here's the thing: Dallas, they could just as just as quick as they turned it on, turn it off. They can turn off the. And we, sure. we know what Colorado can do. Yeah. Colorado it could be a sleeping giant right now, and you know, because I mean, here's the thing: it's not like they're getting blown out by Dallas. Yeah, I mean, right now, I mean, if it wasn't for McKinnon and Rantanen, they would be getting blown out. Yeah, I mean, I don't know who has McKinnon and Rantanen in the. I fantasy. have Rantanen. Um, Does Davey one have- of the few? Davy has McKinnon. So. so every time you get a point, you get an assist. He's getting like W points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Let's well, not. L- luckily, I have Kale McCarr, who's also <laughs> assisting, so I'm kind of keeping up. Well, I have Landis Gog too, so sometimes I get double the points. You know. But again, yeah. when you only have like four guys left on your team, yeah. it doesn't really matter. Yeah. So Boston's just keeping me in the lead in fantasy. Yeah. So I, I think the Lightning would have swept. But I mean, you come off of a 5 OT game. They played nearly three hockey games and emotionally won that. I, I don't think there was any way that the Blue Jackets weren't going to come back and win that next game. The Lightning, I told you, man, they had something to prove. They, yeah. uh, whether they win this next series or not, I think that they probably will lose because of this. They weren't going to get beat by the Blue Jackets again. I don't yeah. think there was any I mean, way. I, 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 I thought that the Blue Jackets could pull it out <laughs> only because of what we've seen in the past and what 2020 has shown us. I was wrong. And honestly, I, I wasn't no, like I mean, fully convinced a, that, you know, they, that the blues were going to win. It was more just taking my jackets. Ch- yeah. That's sorry, The blue jackets. But, um, so no, let's, I know. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but I mean, that's, that was my thought process. A team like the lightning, they may not go far any farther than this, but I think that if there was one thing that they were sure of that wasn't going to happen, it was that the blue jackets weren't going to put them out again. Yeah. Um, so I think that wraps up our review of the, the first round. Let's move into the preview of, of round two, which is already happening. Uh, we've got 
The Islanders are up on the Flyers one game to nothing. Boston leading the Lightning one game to nothing. Uh, and they actually play tonight at six. So we'll uh, that'll that's about 20 minutes from puck drop. We've got the Vegas Golden Knights who are looking real good. <laughs> uh, up one game to nothing on the Canucks. That's tonight at 845 game two. And Dallas is two games up on the Avs, which I'm excited. I think that series, I think, I think that's the only series that's going to go to seven of these games. I think Avs starts is going to go to seven games. Yeah. I mean, they're going to have to turn it on if they want it to. Yeah. You know, um, I, I thought about pro- providing a NBA update. I figure we'll just do it after the first round is complete. Yeah. Uh, there's been three sweeps already oh, on, the, uh, even... on the East. Um, and then it's, how are the Lakers doing? Because I've been seeing they're like... up three, one right now. So, okay. Cause um, I saw everyone's like, Oh, they're going to sweep, sweep, sweep. So yeah. Well, everybody thought that about the bucks as well. And they, uh, they lost game one, but now they're up three, one. Yeah. So I mean, NBA is first round is always trash generally, yeah. you know? So, um, I mean, but, I personally uh, think all the rounds are trash, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, we got, we got, Eight solid teams here that really I feel like anybody could probably move on from any of these series except for the Canucks, not because they're a bad team, but because of how Vegas is playing. Yeah, they uh, they they didn't get lucky with that matchup. No, um, I think yeah, they I mean, could have been competitive with Dallas or Colorado. Yeah, I think I, Vegas I is just that. not who they should have gotten. I, I would have liked I would have liked to see Colorado Vegas, but of course that's who I have in my Western Conference final. So I think that would that's gonna be a great matchup yeah. if they get there. The weird. Corey Perry. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't Wild. I think that I think the first read was a good one. Now I'm now I'm overthinking it. Outlandish. Each sixth chick sat on a stick. Little tongue twister. And downright dumb. You're kidding me. It's time for the joke of the week. Oh, man. Yeah, baby. This is awesome. Yeah, baby. Uh, so not we normally don't have something that's one of the greatest things ever on joke of the week. Usually it's a yeah, huge, but also joke. one of the worst things to hear. Sure. It's the worst thing, but the greatest walk off home run call yeah. in history, dude. Yeah. So, so uh, let me, oh, you want to you take yeah, this one? Yeah, absolutely. You, it, it was going to be you, you had one in there, but then I found this and we had to have it on here. So the reds announcer, which from what I was reading and looking up, Everybody hated anyway. Okay. He was just kind of wonder why kind of, well, I, you know, obviously it was not for this particular reason. I think this just added to it. Yeah. Uh, Tom Brenneman drops a, before the, when the game's rolling in and they're still warming up, he drops a homophobic slur calling Kansas city, the slur capital of the world. You go look it up. You can fill in the blanks. And he didn't know he was hot mic'd. And so this just went off, went out over the air. Well, the, the day, you know, the game continues. Well, in the fifth, in the fifth inning, he, I guess, you know, social media probably blew up and everything. Well, he is giving his apology and he's talking about how, Another guy is now going to take over the rest of the game. And I want to read his apology because yet, it was I ridiculous. believe that because it's on Twitter, we can play it as because and as long as we don't play any ads on this episode, 
in the future, we, we can put it out. So we can actually okay. play it from here. As Holland takes over on the mound, uh, I made a comment earlier tonight that uh, I guess uh, went out over the year that I am deeply ashamed of. Uh, if I have hurt anyone out there, I can't tell you how much I say from the bottom of my heart, I'm so very, very sorry. Sounds like it. I pride myself and think of myself as a, a man of faith. Should think better. Because there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos that will be a home run. <laughs> and so that'll make it a 4 nothing. <laughs> Has to call the home run. I don't know if I'll be putting on this headset again. I don't know if it's going to be. You shouldn't. <laughs> had to call the home run in the middle of his public apology where he was getting fired. It's his walk- <laughs> and so it was in the fifth inning. But that was a walk-off home run call. And the greatest in history, <laughs> yeah. I might add. The best part about it, Bobby. The best part about it. The home run. Judgment-free zone. The no-judgment zone. <laughs> yeah. Right into it, dude. <laughs> right into it. That's peak irony. That is peak <laughs> irony. That is so obviously not him saying that, but dude, that is so awesome. The public yeah. walk-off apology. Just in the middle of the apology. Oh, uh, and Castellanos, uh, there, there's a home run. That's going to make this a 4 nothing ball game. Then right back into it. <laughs> yeah. I think what a freaking yeah. joke, dude. Uh, what was what wild a joke. was Twitter after this. And like everything nowadays, there are always people who have to defend people. And I thought for sure there is no way anyone can defend this. You are you you are an idiot if you thought that. I was because immediately I was like, idiot. oh, it's the cigarette cap. Like what? Yeah, what cigarette? Yeah, Bryce. He big smokers in Kansas City. You know? It's like, like, well, we don't know. He might be using the British lingo. It's like, well, considering that immediately after that, he asked his buddy if they wanted to go to the bar. They didn't. He didn't ask his buddy. Oh, See, you want to go down is, to, the, uh, to the pub and get a pint? The problem is, is that this is not. This is. He didn't know he was on air. So, yeah. so the thing is, he's not, he's not sorry that he did it. He's not sorry that he said it. He's sorry that people heard it. He was willing to say that in front of everybody else that was in that booth with him with no problem, no repercussions, no issues, except for it went out in the air. What I'm most astounded by, Bobby, if we're being honest, how did anybody hear it? Does anybody watch baseball? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I mean, what a, what a joke. And from what I hear, it is, it was a long time coming. Um, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a man, I'm a man of faith, which has no relevance to whether or not you'll say something homophobic, like, oh, the dude loves Jesus. <laughs> We're going to give you a pass. Yeah. Like he's, and he's been known to say stuff like that. And like, honestly, from what I've read about the guy, cause I don't list, you know, I don't watch many reds baseball game. He's a guy that will just harp on something and harp on it and harp on it like all game. And so like, I have no idea what happened to him pre this, but it sounds like, he, you know, there was a, you know, a homosexual ball boy or something that bumped into him and he was just pissed. <laughs> He's like, Kansas City, you're dead to me. <laughs> uh, so what an absolute joke. Yeah, I am. Uh, I was a big fan of the walk off, uh, the walk off apology home run call and in the no judgment zone, though, bro, that is that was the dopest part. <laughs> that was the absolute dopest part. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right, it's time to continue um, our Middle Earth discussion. Today we're doing Desolation of Smog. Oh, I love this movie, man. Dude, such a good oh, movie. It's so good. So good. It's like, I mean, so first, why? I mean, obviously, I know your favorite character from it. Leg, we Legless makes an appearance. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I would call it that an appearance. <laughs> yeah, only he has a little cameo. Only the dopest guy in the whole movie, just like the other. But dude, yeah. So, oh my gosh, dude. The woodland round is freaking dope, dude. Dude, yeah. Rivendell's cool, no problem. But like, Rivendell's pretty prudy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah, there's some prude aspects to the woodland round. But those dudes, the Wood Elves, they don't mess around, dude. They ain't no joking. Yeah. There ain't no joking around up there, dude. So, oh my gosh. Oh my, you know, like from top to bottom, such a good movie. Most certainly the best plot line and story of the three. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I agree. It, it is my favorite as far as it's actually, well, I think, I think it almost takes second in the entire it's both trilogies it's you know and and it's so funny because we actually were talking about this it is almost like within all six movies you have to have like four or five different rankings for like what you're actually ranking yeah. you know i mean it's so hard this was such a good and one. i think that's and, the testament to the quality that peter jackson did well and, and think about think about what they were Peter Jackson was able to do with these six movies. And just imagine if Star Wars, instead of having to get one out for the newest sequel trilogy, instead of having to get one out every year, they just hired a director and let him guide the story. What are what a difference that we would have gotten from those last three yeah. Star Wars movies. You you know, you can always say there's merits to others, but you had three people telling the same story, but really telling their own story within a movie yeah. and trying to put their mark on Star yeah. Wars. I, Peter Jackson, did such an absolutely fantastic job. And dude, I mean, this, there, like, you keep thinking back on Desolation of Smog, and we both kind of agree that both Fellowship and The Unexpected Journey were great movies and great setup movies. Uh, you know, Fellowship was probably your favorite of the first three. We both loved Unexpected Journey. Desolation of Smog was so like there's so many parts that you just think back to of like yeah. dopes. Like, dude, just when when Bilbo goes into uh, <clears throat> goes into the mountain and look at, looking for the Arkenstone, dude, just that whole sequence with Smog. Like, yeah. dude, I like the fact that he spoke. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, you know, like it's not just some dragon trying to attack you, dude. Like, this is an an in-depth character that has, you know, thoughts and feelings and like understands things. It's not just all about destruction. Yeah. And that's, I mean, you gotta love Tolkien and what he gave us, but how it was portrayed by Peter Jackson. Yeah, because I mean, listen, he took a he did take a decent amount of uh, artistic uh, liberties with it. You and, have to in today yeah. in today's and age. I think it was. I think it was great, and I'm actually happy that you know this came out after the Lord of the Rings because if this yeah. movie had come out in 1999 or I guess 2000 with the CGI of the day, it wouldn't yeah. be as good. No, I this, agree. I believe that Desolation of Smog is a masterpiece. Yeah, 
Um, I mean, every well, obviously, <clears throat> I mean, I think what would probably be your favorite scene, the barrel scene. Oh, my God. And I've typed it in over here. The doors escape the yeah. woman realm in the barrel. Oh, we'll talk. I'll let you know. Go ahead and continue. But I mean, yeah, I mean, like you said, him looking for the Arkenstone is a great scene. Uh, I mean, it's just I mean, I, Lake Town, while not, you know, really, really from the books. Is a whole great scene. I mm-hmm. mean, the character of Bard is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what's hold on a second. My thing is, my thing is, is I I completely agree with what you're saying. While yes, I mean, Lord of the Rings and, and the CGI and the trilogy was completely beyond anything that we ever could have imagined that we would get in movies. You know what I'm saying? Like this, that's something that 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 redefined a. a a whole genre of movies yeah. to show you what you can do with things that are not necessarily real. You, you know, you kind of, it was almost like it was more introduced and kind of started at the, at the George Lucas star Wars, like what they were able to do without actual computer yeah. animation and stuff was great. And then Peter Jackson took it to the next level with Lord of the Rings and did a, did a, a bang up, a bang up job at doing it. But I agree with you. I don't feel like the whole, even all three of them, the story would be able to be told the same way if the CGI wasn't what it was. Yeah. And, you know, there's a lot of movies <clears throat> where, you know, it's like, yeah, the actors contributed. But, it, you know, but with this movie, man, talk about the perfect casting to everybody, everybody, all the did. doors. All, I mean, uh, I mean, even in one of my favorite, like small parts, Stephen Fry killed it as the master dude dude he, did. he was so good yeah i mean there were there were so so many great acting roles that were just supplemented by this cgi aspect that we got the barrel scene like you said when the yeah let's get into dwarves, our favorite scenes yeah i mean obviously the barrel scene dude like the whole thing like Again, you remember when I was talking about the Legolas sliding down the stairs on the shield and how it just makes yeah. me giddy every time me and me and Stephanie were watching it. And dude, I was just giddy, you know, like the barrel flies and, you know, that that spear stabs into the barrel and it like catches over that log and he flips over that uh, that log and rolls over a bunch of doors or doors rolls over a bunch of orcs and then like. It rolls onto land and then he pops out of the barrel and just starts spin. Dude, it's just there's so many. The only thing I had a problem with, those barrels would have filled with water and they would have sank. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I guess, it's, yes. you know, I guess it's elf stuff. So, like, it's, you know, it's magic. But, dude, just legless when he's hopping across the uh, hopping across the dwarves, dude. And like, oh, my gosh everything about that scene and it's like and like i felt like it was like a 10 minute scene dude it's like four minutes long it's not even like that long of a scene yeah. and dude it was everything but honestly another i mean when the spider i really like the spider, spider scene is great with, with, when we when he, when he names uh stang yeah and he can like hear the spiders like that's really cool well but also when we when you go into lake town and Legolas is fighting all those orcs, dude. Like yeah. he's a bit was, more of an asshole in this. Uh, in he's this young. He's yeah. a youth. He is a youth. He was five hundred years old. <laughs> he was only. A, he was a young. He was a young four forty. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dude. And it, it is. It is 
absolute it was absolutely just the whole movie from top to bottom was great and you know cliffhangers yeah. obviously suck but when smog is, knows he's getting beat by the dwarves in the in the mountain and he's like you know what <laughs> forget this dude i'm just gonna go burn up this town yeah. you guys caused this <laughs> yeah. you did this <laughs> you sit and think of what you did yeah. but you know what i realized is that last week you mentioned about why didn't legolas and like be like hey i was boys with your dad gimli they never had any they did not have one interaction legolas and Gloin did not have okay. a single interaction i don't even think he wasn't boys with him no i don't even think that they were acquaintances i don't think that they even like well, crossed. i mean you know, I, they put him in prison and uh so yeah i mean that's you know that's pretty much the extent and he escaped him so yeah. uh what? and he might and not even know his name was Gloin. And yeah i mean because I, mean, yeah. I think oh wait, it's like no, oh your dad's name is wait, Groin? wait i think actually no 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 i'm i'm wrong they did have an interaction because remember he grabbed his uh his lock and he said who is that who is that disgusting person uh and he was like well that's my wife and then that's my son gimli and he's like oh ugly so yeah, yeah not exa- still not boys though not boys yeah. the opposite of boys <laughs> yeah. you know and i mean you know you think of a, i think of a 500 year existence you put out of your mind the last dwarf you saw you know yeah. what i'm saying that's a you know there's some some big racial tension between the elves and the dwarves so like they're just like nah i'm not gonna remember you at all it's <clears throat> i guess this is technically not a scene but as you know i love the barrel scene obviously i think it's really really hard for me to not say that the absolute best scene is i see fire by yeah. ed sheeran in the credits it's dude dope. it yeah. is so absolutely dope dude giving you chills type of dope man yeah. it was what a absolute perfect song and i you know i'm not i'm not saying i'm not an ed sheeran fan I've just not listened to a lot yeah. of Ed Sheeran music. Ed Sheeran's dope, dude. I saw, I yeah, saw him right, live like, in New Orleans. Like I say, I'm not, you know, I'm not bad talking. I'm just saying I've not listened to a lot of Ed Sheeran as a as a general rule. I don't know that I could have thought of a better person to sing that song and I guess write that song for specifically for that movie. If you haven't watched the movie and you're like, shut up about Lord of the Rings. Forget the movie completely. Watch or go go listen to I speak I see fire, dude, by Ed yeah. Sheeran. It is. It will give you chills, dude. <clears throat> yeah, I'm excited. So I'm really excited for next week to talk about uh, Battle of the Five Armies. Oh my gosh, me so, too. Dude. I mean, I watch. I, me I usually too. like. I think you watch. You binge watch all of them. I usually then try to take a different perspective and watch it the week that we watch. The right. that we talk about it. I binged it, dude. The moment yeah. that last movie, like, I got I watch it, and I will say that while it's not my, definitely not my favorite plot point, uh, probably plot one point. <laughs> you mean, yeah, okay, I guess you're right. One plot point through yeah. the whole thing. Yeah, I mean, it's it not was... my favorite plot point, but it, one of my favorite scenes of the entire trilogy comes from there, and I'm so excited to talk about it. Can I just try to spoil and guess what? It's when the dwarves show up, dude. The dwarf army. Very close, but no. I'll go ahead and tell you. It's when or when they meet in the battlefield. Almost. Uh, 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 Billy Connolly is amazing as yeah. as Dane, but when Thranduil is just his moose or elk is just killing. Like when he rushes uh, in, and the elk dude. just has people on his huge antlers, and From he just that, flips off, and he's. Just, I know we're getting into the getting to the. But dude, when they like when they're they're all standing up on the wall, they're like, what are the what are the elves doing? And you know, like they're not even helping. And then all of a sudden you see these dudes flying over. 
all we're gonna talk yeah. about it, dude. dude I have literally have chills. But how dope, I mean, I, I know you're an, I know you're an elf guy, but how dope is the anti uh uh uh, arrow thing that the dwarves have. Oh, dude. dude, the face that Thrangel had. He was like, oh. <laughs> dude, it was, yeah, like, dude, that's what I'm saying, man. Like, the whole, oh my gosh, can't wait till next yeah. week. Can't wait till next week, dude. I'm going to rewatch it. Yes, yeah. I might too. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Megan's going to be so mad. Oh, man. How can she be mad? That's, okay, 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 okay. Let's, let's move on. I think we need to discuss some binge. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> so, watching this uh, show called Broadchurch. Really good. It's got David Tennant, and I can't remember the actress's name, but she is the same actress who plays the current Queen Elizabeth in The Crown on Netflix. Never, never seen him. Very good show, also. No, uh, it's so Broadchurch is a murder mystery set in a small town in southern England. Uh, boy, a little boy. There's da- a murder. <laughs> uh, David Tennant kills it. He was a, he was, he played he was one of the most famous did, doctors. Did you just spoil it? He's the murderer? No, he's the... Oh, <laughs> he said he kills it. Uh, <laughs> boom. I was like, wait, did I say that? <laughs> uh, no, but a uh, really good show. I definitely see... I mean, it's three. It's a British show, so there's only like eight episodes a season, only three yeah. seasons. Uh, the first two seasons are all interconnected in the third season. I think that's why it just... Like, they got a new myst- like mystery to solve, and it was like, all right, this one's kind of depressing, and that's why it ended. Um, but it, it was back from 2003. So yeah, it's an older one, and I've been meaning to watch it for like years now. And finally, a youthful David Tennant. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Uh, so what about you, man? So mine are both kind of cheating because technically, I uh, you can't really binge a movie, but you know, I mean, I feel like we created this "What Are You Binging" segment to really throw out ideas for other people to watch. Palm Springs with uh, Andy Samberg and and. Uh, uh, Kristen, Kristen Milotti. They straight killed it, but my boy J.K. Simmons also is in the movie, and I, and I, I guess it's not spoiler now. Yeah, I, I guess it's not spoilers. It's essentially a more modernized take on like a Groundhog Day situation. Oh, really, dude, bro? I promise you, that's kind of what I thought because I. Was, pulled it up because i heard it was really good or whatever and i was reading about it and it was like oh it's kind of like groundhogs i was like oh great dude it is a fantastic movie okay forget i didn't like groundhog day i didn't like 51st dates i don't like those kind of movies no no it is it is actually really good and maybe you won't like it but i don't think that i love andy samberg though so and andy samberg is his type of comedy is is so funny he's yeah it's, it's exactly his type of comedy but I find Andy Samberg to be, while he has a niche role in acting, he's a very, very good actor. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and there's obviously parts through this that call for seriousness. And it is, it is more like, I'm not going to, I can't really talk about it without, you know, spoiling yeah. what to expect or whatever. So I would most certainly give it a shot. I mean, it's a, uh, it was the yeah. literally the most streamed movie on opening weekend of any movie and streaming service history. And it's on Hulu. It was really, really good, bro. I would most yeah. certainly suggest Kinda it. seems unfair to all the other movies that went straight to streaming, like of all the ones that are coming out now in quarantine. Smart. <laughs> well, you know, like think of how dope some of the movies that we get uh, now that are just straight to streaming service. Back in the day, if you heard something was straight to video, it would be like, oh, so it was a trash movie. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, and like, Are you sure this is not a porno? Yeah, dude. <laughs> it was like, I'll tell you this. If it was like, 
obviously I've seen it. You know, I'm not a big go to the theaters kind of guy. There's a yeah. very select few movies that I'll go watch in theaters. Now that I've seen it, if I heard, oh, it's, you know, it's playing at the, you know, theater. Like I almost would go see it in the theater. All right. Yeah. yeah. It's, that, that it's really good. I and definitely... I think Megan would like it as well. Okay. So. Yeah. So we'll watch it. Uh, dude, I've just been drinking some Mick Ultra, man. Just uh, some light drinking, watching some hockey. Nice. 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 Um, obviously not a lot of expanding on that. So, uh, why I said I cheated on both of mine, I didn't really binge it, but I did go to tenfold brewery. I told you, you guys that earlier, I had this, um, I had this beer called Wu-Tang sword Midwest, Midwest IPA, and it was really good. And it's because it's not found on that one's found online, but the other one I had was, I guess the, I guess the owner's or the brewers, brewmasters, I guess they're, they're big Wu-Tang fans because the other one I had that was really dope was called Shimmy Shimmy Ya Hazy Juicy IPA. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And so that was pretty, that was pretty funny. Um, And it was really good too. And there were so many more beers that we didn't, didn't have, but dude, they, their food was, um, they had some cheese curds that like I could have ordered tons and you know how I love New York style pizza. They had really good New York style pizza. I even, they had, I I couldn't choose between me and Stephanie wanted pizza. So we split a pizza for the road. I got the, uh, I got the Philly brisket cheese steak to go. And and Stephanie was making fun of me because, you know, I asked our, asked our waiter guy and we went there at like 11. So there's like nobody there. You know, it's not like a super crowd or anything. And I was like, no. Cause you don't want to order something to go for later and it'd be like garbage later. And I was like, bro, does it travel? (laughs) And he was like, it's better cold if we're being honest. And so like, I got that to go. There are so many more things. I had like a lobster Neapolitan pizza that I am, uh, I'm wanting to try out. And I even got this on the dock for you, bro. They had this other beer that I didn't try. Howling Wind Scottish Ale. Seems like a beer you'd love, Yeah, Bob. I definitely it's, want to try that. It's, uh, and I mean, we're talking three miles from here, dude, from recording Did site. it seem really like pandemic safe? Were they like, was it something? Yeah, like, yeah. absolutely. Everybody, uh, all the, um, all of the, you know, waiters and waitresses were, were masked up very well. They, you know, had everything spaced appropriately. Again, we went at, at right at 11 when it opened for that very reason. Uh, because you know, we didn't know how it was going to be, but generally how many folks are going to a brewery at 11 AM? It was great, man. It was yeah. awesome. And they, you know, it, it is definitely something and a place that I want to, uh, want to get back to for sure. Bobby and Brandon are about to find out exactly what snaps their sticks. All right, man. Uh, this is kind of connected to what we talked about earlier with uh, with Millberry stations, mainly NBC. I guess. I mean, I guess all the other football ones, all like CBS, them, yeah, CBS, all Fox. Uh, not listening to like the majority of fans when we tell them that like this person's not good at their job. We don't just hate this guy; they're just not good at like, it. Like, and it's not like there's like a shortage of professional or former professional athletes. Because here's the thing: it's usually. You know, other than maybe Booger McFarlane, it's usually not the play-by-play that's bad. It's usually the color commentator who's usually 
the just former athlete. Talking, yeah. You can go find another uh, uh, retired athlete of that sport to take his. There are pl- plentiful. Well, and it, and it is. It's more just this like blind loyalty to somebody. Like Jason Witten walked into Monday Night Football. Monday Night Football. A guy that has never the Super Bowl games, of broadcasting. A guy that is net like dude, like this is the mecca. Remember when Al Michaels it's like the Al first Michaels Monday, and like John Madden. If you listen back to the first Monday night football game, it was the beginning of an era of sports yeah. broadcasting. So like just this blind loyalty to some guy that you've never heard before and just pay him an an absolute yeah. massive buku contract to come in and do the mecca of sports. Tony Romo did it the right way, which is not Tony something Romo, people have always said about Tony Romo's career. Tony Romo is amazing. Yeah. He is an there, amazing There are very few players that I think could, for the first time, walk into Monday Night Football. I think Peyton Manning could I was do about it. to say Peyton, Peyton Manning. Manning. Whether you like Peyton Manning or you hate Peyton Manning, he is a likable guy outside I, of football. I think while he's not, this guy is not super likable by a lot of people. I think that he is eccentric and knows enough about the game. I think Ray Lewis could walk into Monday Night Football and be a great color commentator. I, I don't disagree with that necessarily. I don't and know how long he would last there. I think he would slip up possibly and say something. There but are, well, there Peyton are, Manning, I think, would kill it, though. There, I mean, have you seen his Saturday Night Live? He was just <laughs> he was just too funny on it, man. When he did the United Way thing where he's like mentoring yeah. kids, but he's like teaching them how to do like bad things. Like <laughs> he gets out there and he's hut, hut, hut. Come on, get open, get open. And he hits that kid in yeah. the back and then he's like, you know what? No, no, you go and you sit in the, you sit in the, 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 uh, the toilet. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there are guys that it doesn't have to be somebody that I liked as a player to, I, I feel like I'm pretty, I hate most commentators just as a general rule. I am willing to admit if it's a guy that I don't like on a personal level or for, you know, for no real reason, I don't know these guys personally, obviously, but just like things they've said, I don't like if they can do a good job, I'm willing to admit it, you know, because yeah. there's nothing like hearing a good football game called or a good yeah. basketball. But then game you got called. Chris Collinsworth is still so calling bad. games. And the worst part is he's on Madden. You got to listen to him if you yeah. ever want to play Madden. And I'm not that I'm a bit, I'm not a huge video gamer, but I would say that having to listen to Chris Collinsworth call games on Madden is probably why I got out of it. Look, at least John Madden is funny. Uh, well, uh, yeah, no, uh, it, when, when it's raining, the, the ball gets wet and the, the ball's more slippery when it's wet. It's like, wow, what an idiot. But at least he's like a classic, you know? Chris Collinsworth just wears me out and I love Al Michaels. You know, that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. I hear exactly what you're saying. The play by play is different Pierre than McGuire. the color commentation. Like, Pierre Maguire's great. Well, uh, no, Pierre Maguire's not great. That's what I'm saying. Um, oh, okay. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't hate him. I don't, I don't listen to, you know, because luckily he's only in between the glass. He just has bad takes. I don't, I don't have a, you know, I don't watch necessarily most of my hockey watching comes watching the Preds. And so, but like, you know, I wish Pete Weber still called the, the TV games for the Predators. I think Pete Weber is fantastic. Yeah. And listening to the radio call, like you feel like you're there. 
And so, you know, bad takes are, are one thing. I and, and, you know, I hate bad takes, obviously. I'm more about make me feel like I'm at the game type yeah. of deal with folks. So, um, yes, yeah, so that's weird. I didn't know that you hated Pierre Maguire. I don't hate the guy. I, I think he's hate, fine. No, I don't hate no, him. I, I just don't enjoy his, sure. his interviews. And, that's the, and way, like, yeah. that, that's the way that is. And that's generally he's also He was also one I of the, am. like, he was like huge, like, He's always on uh, Sidney Crosby's like nuts, dude. He's all like he was a huge. Uh, he was, like, he, really, he really, always defended him like when he uh, when he it's slammed really PK said in. It's really hard pressed to not find a commentator that look, dude, because Crosby can get you fired. We may not be able to get you fired, <laughs> but Crosby can. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, that's a that's a great take. I mean, you know, definitely, uh, definitely agree with that. Uh, so mine, it kind of plays into what we were talking about. The NFL touting their massive number of COVID tests. And my real, my real, what snaps my stick about it. Are these the same doctors that just a few years ago told us that concussions were no big deal? Because, <laughs> you know, like these are the same guys that, you know, something that we have massively found out that caused a massive long-term issues in, in individual players' lives and have caused numerous amounts of suicides and are long-term they're they're fighting to not and they may not be now but they were fighting to not give players health care coverage over this stuff and you know like does anybody really trust the nfl doctors you know what no. i'm saying like that is that snapping my stick like dude if we're talking about anybody that just needs an independent group of people just to roll up in there, <laughs> it's the NFL. So that's, you know, that's snapping my stick that they're touting how well they're doing when what a joke, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Uh, so what's your non-sports, man? Um, coworkers, while there may be people may have coworkers who are some are friends. Just because people are your coworkers does not mean they're your friends. There's nothing I hate worse than when it's like people just assume that because you work with someone, they're your friends. These are your coworkers. They're, they're work friends. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Work friends are not friends. Yeah. And look, I have, I most certainly have coworkers that are, you know, I would consider friends yes, that, some, I have, and, and listen, that I've done things like said, with outside of some work. Some coworkers sure, can sure. become friends. But what you're saying is they're not mutually exclusive. Yeah. You know, they're not, they, oh, well, they're your work friend. So they have to be just your outside of work friend. And it's yeah. not that I would not consider that person my friend. It's just, we just don't kick it, dude. You know, like yeah. that you, there are people that get you through your work day and then people that are your buddies that you will have come over and hang out. I can agree with that. But, you know, so like I always hear things like, you know, people confide in their coworkers. Why are you confiding in these people? Be careful. Yeah. You know, be careful. Like, like or the worst is when people think their bosses are their friends. Yeah. Like the boss isn't that bo your boss is not your friend. Like my boss, my current boss, you know, I got a new job. I haven't got a new boss yet officially. He's the one that tipped me off to tenfold, yeah. and you know, and he, like I like the yeah. guy, I and obviously there are exceptions. But if you went to him and confided in him with something that like could have like that you did wrong at your job, like he's still your boss. Like he's going to right. Like it's it will negatively affect you. Yeah, and I mean, you know, at that point, he's either if he doesn't, you know, utilize all of his knowledge, he's either yeah. a bad. And boss. I'm not saying it's no, him. No, I'm not no, saying no, he's no, bad. I'm, not, I'm just no. saying like that's well. What I'm saying is at that point is he's either a bad boss or a bad friend. You know, yeah. like yeah, I hear what you're saying. So I just didn't know if there was something specific you no, could bring no, up. No, man, I'm just like, gotta fill that time, bud. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, okay, so 
Um, and I, you know, I'm going to go ahead and, and shout this out. There was a, there was a meme about this and it was just so on point. The fact that adult programming has the most depressing styles of commercials. And for example, when you say and, adult programming, are you yeah, saying like, a like a the news game, or okay. any anything that's not a cartoon on a kids network? Okay, essentially so I, these I, days, I would because uh, I when I think adult program, I think like porn, Bobby. Well, okay. porn. well I was thinking like C-SPAN. Like to me, <laughs> no, like, no, no, like no. For sports is family programming. Things for adults. Okay, you know you're watching a streaming service if you don't have you know Adlis or whatever. You know, Hulu's pretty bad because they only have like one or two ads if you don't have the ad list. And I think we got ad list now because we both have Hulu TV. But that's beside the point. Just shows that are geared towards adults. And it's not that every once in a while you don't have a random kids commercial in there. But obviously the advertising industry wants to put the most available money into the smartest optics for them. So the fact that adult programming has the most depressing commercials, and my my examples are antidepressant commercials, erectile dysfunction, crappy law commercials, the motorcycle law group, you know, like yeah. all that, all the all these crap commercials. You know what I want back? I want to know what's happening in the world of kids, dude. What's up with the latest super soaker maybe technology, it's not, dude? Maybe you don't want to know too much you're what's right. going on in the world of you're kids. You're right, you're right, you're right. In their commercial programming is what I'm <laughs> what I'm looking for. I feel like that was guided, but again, today's age, I'm going to have to clear <laughs> yeah. this up. I don't care what's happening in your kids' lives, just what's on their television program commercials. Was that clear <laughs> yeah. enough? Yeah. Very clear. I mean, someone's going to yeah, find an like, issue with it, but I don't. What's happening in the world of Legos? What is happening in the super soaker world, dude? Dude, I remember how dope the super soaker world was when I was a kid. We're talking like 20 years ago. And so like now, don't Google it because I don't really want to know. I just want to be told when I'm watching a commercial, dude, the the cereal commercials, what's going on with it? I just feel like we get the most depressing versions of everything marketed to us. Yeah. I want to know what good hey, cereals are going on. Real quick, I do want to give a shout out to uh, to Dr. Josh Wayman over at River Springs Dental, who's going to be doing a little dental work for me tomorrow. So I uh, do definitely want to give a big shout out to him. Um, and uh, we appreciate you. Go see him. You know, I don't know what their, you know, how booked they are, what their protocol protocol is there, but holler at him if you need a need a good dental dental person dentist i think is what yeah. they're called and before we move on uh i so i was gonna talk about this next week but it kind of lumps into with your commercial thing so i am gonna go ahead and talk about it real quick predatory commercials there is nothing pisses me off more than like those reverse mortgages commercials those should be illegal man well i'll tell you though if we're talking about adult programming real quick my boy jg wentworth he does know what's up Oh, yeah. 8776 cash now, dude. You know what I'm saying? Like still predatory, but like pre- fun but, and predatory. But well, I mean, that's they're just trying to take your structured settlement and give you cash <laughs> now, dude. So that, I don't feel like that's predatory. Cash dude. win? Cash, cash now. now, dude. You know, 877 <laughs> cash now. Not okay. a sponsor. Close this out, bro. Let's get out of here, dude. All right, guys. We will see you next week. Peace. Oh!
Thanks for listening to the Pucks Out Podcast. To see what other ridiculousness the guys are up to, check them out on Twitter and Instagram at Pucks Out Pod.